Hey, welcome to Old Ass Movie Reviews. I'm Scott, there's Dave, and we we are still in John Hughes month on the feature number three. Uh, Mm -hmm. John Hughes, if you don't know who he is, look him up and uh, it should just say, if you look up 80s in the dictionary, it says, see John Hughes. Um, Right, right. That's a picture of him. We're doing weird science. Um, Yeah, good movie. Good movie. This is uh, probably my least favorite John Hughes film. Really? Really. Um, okay. We'll get to it. You want to tell our listeners about the movie? Um, yeah, it's about these two awkward kids in high school that they're just not popular. Nobody <laughs> likes them. They, the only friends they have are each other. Yeah. Um, so Why I, are they I, married? <laughs> I was watching this show today and I was trying to figure out where the whole we're going to make our own girl come from. And initially it's he's watching Frankenstein on TV. Yeah. And which is cool. And initially it was going to be a computer program. And then yeah. somehow they initially, they, they decided to make it a living thing. And I, there's, there's a bit of dialogue. That, yeah. There's a bit of dialogue somewhere that I completely miss how they're going to make this thing a living, living creature. I don't think that was their plan. That wasn't the plan. Okay. I didn't think so. It, was, I'm like, what? it was to do an AI so they could ask right. questions and put it in risky yeah, sexual situations. <laughs> What I like is they get the Barbie, and the Barbie yeah. is dressed like uh, LeBrock. Yes. They, they put the chargers on either end. And what was funny is, the, of course, the kid's computer doesn't have enough RAM or memory or anything. So he breaks into SAC, Strategic <laughs> Air Command's computer system. And he's just hacking the shit out of this thing until he gets all the RAM and derive whatever he needs. And he starts downloading it into his computer. And then all of a sudden, they do an outside shot of the house. And you just see the magical forces rolling across the sky. Yeah. The clouds are red. There's lightning going. And boom, Kelly LeBrock is there. And it's such a great moment. Yeah. But they, they create an AI who's actually a living, breathing creature. And she helps them. She's basically their guardian angel for better. For Pretty much. That's a good term. way to put it. That's a great um, way to put it. And she becomes their guardian angel. And she's teaching them how to be a better human being. These guys are so into their own heads and they want to be popular. They want to go out and do things and they want to do this and do that. And they, they want a girlfriend, but they don't do anything to do that. To, to they have no confidence. This. So yeah. she's, she just keeps pushing and pushing and pushing until they finally do things, you know, out, out of their sphere of comfort. And that's a big thing in life is if don't, don't get stuck in your comfortable bubble, get, get out, expand, expand your comfort zone. And you will find that you are a lot happier in the long run. It's uncomfortable. I've done it a hundred times. I don't know about you, Scott, where you're just like, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. And you like, you tip your toe in a little bit. And you're like, oh, okay, I'll take a step in. Oh, this is uncomfortable. But then you just keep going a little bit further and a little bit further yeah. and a little bit further. It's like running. It's like whenever you take up running, you jog to the end of the block. You're dead tired. You're like, oh, God, that's going to kill me. Then you, on a block and a half the next day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the next block and all, all that, all in all. But you eventually expand, and these guys eventually expand and become better, better people. Yeah. They're better kids for it. But it's all because of Kelly LeBrock and her guardian angelship pushing these guys forward until they actually respond in kind. And it's a, it's a love story between the three of them. But it's not. There's absolutely no sexual thing initially. If it was going to be all sexual, but. You find out this. real quick that she's anything that she's doing to them that like is just to 
get them out of their bubble. It's not yeah. like she's actually attracted to them. She loves them. Like, well, you're, you're my project. There were some comments made in the way mm-hmm. she acted that it could have, this could have very well been the script to a porno. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is true. But um, on, yeah, on that, it, was, it was a little bit awkward. <laughs> on that, the writing credits on uh, IMBD, and I never knew this until I just looked at it. John Hughes, of course, wrote it. Right. Al Feldstein and William H. Gaines. Those two guys are old comic book writers. Ah. They went in and un- both are uncredited, but they each helped. And I'm like, oh my God, it makes so much sense. If you it know does. who these two guys are, they were very comic, they were very sci-fi comic book stuff. They were um EC comics, okay. basically. They were both connected to EC comics. And I think Gaines was also connected to Mad Comics. Oh wow. So you get those, and I think Feldstein might have been too. I'll have to look. But that name you, sounds very familiar. When you get those two guys in there, you're like, no wonder it has that comic book. It does. And that's neat to otherworldly <laughs> feel, you yeah. know? So yeah, that, I was very shocked by that. Yeah. I never I had never known that before. So today I learned me something. Two comic that book. That is guys. actually that is actually really cool. Now there the, there was the fact that she was obviously in her 20s and they were 15. Mm-hmm. And uh, she did make a comment to Wyatt about sex. Um, right. Right. So uh if it was playful banner or not, um this whole movie I know why in 1985, as a 15-year-old with raging hormones, loved this movie. Kelly LeBrock. <laughs> I'm sorry. The end scene alone of her as the gym teacher. <laughs> with that said, with that said, I would have changed one thing about that scene. What's that? I would have put uh, Gary and Wyatt in the front. <laughs> and when everybody hits their head and falls back, Gary and Wyatt just look at each other and smile and then look back at her with big grins on their faces. So it would have showed that she's there to help them all through their high school career. Yeah. Because they yeah. were just like ninth graders. So I think they were supposed to be. Yeah, like they were freshmen. Right? They were freshmen. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah so that, this... that would have been a little bit better <laughs> for me. But that, that was a good that was a good scene where she's just she blows the whistle and she's just being all Kelly LeBrock with the wind blowing in her hair and you know that's uh that's that's a beautiful scene the light uh, shooting behind her back yeah uh John Hughes has a, a recurring theme through his writings and mm-hmm. uh Kelly LeBrock is this movie's John Bender yeah only she's, better she's the catalyst out. or the foil or whatever <laughs> yes yeah, much better yeah absolutely uh, she, w- without her Wyatt and Gary never come into their own have the confidence now what i love about this movie is i'm watching it and we get to this scene where kelly lebrock's just about fucking had it with these two imbeciles and so she unleashes some some biker gang but what's great is that biker gang when you see him it's like my god that looks like lord general from road warrior Yes, it, it is. is. It, it is. is Vernon Wells in the exact same fucking clothes and makeup from the Road Warrior. <laughs> I remember laughing the first time I saw that. Oh, I cried shit. laughing. But uh, the best thing is, and it's the guy from uh, The Hills Have Eyes. Yeah, Michael Berryman. Michael Berryman. He's he's the guy yeah. from The Hills Have Eyes. I don't know who the guy was with the mask. I'd almost, I don't either. I would he almost be willing to bet that that was uh, John Hughes. 
because his face is so. And I think he makes a, a point in being in all his movies. Really, I don't even I'm know what he looks sure like. Of it. Um, but uh, I, I could be wrong. I'd like yeah. to find out. I'm sure I got the cast here someplace. But it's very funny because uh, Ilian Mitchell Smith, the guy who played White, why? Yeah. I don't know that he did anything else. I don't know. Let's tap on him real quick. All right. So while you're uh, doing that, I will continue speaking about this. Uh, yeah, while David right. looks up to see whatever happened to Elon Smith, um, let's <laughs> let's talk about John Hughes. And the um, the film does have a recurring theme that he likes to put in about um, if, if, if the, oh shit, I can't even speak. But if there's one thing that John Hughes does right and that he does understand mm -hmm. is kids and people and human behavior. Yeah. And again, we see that in here. Robert Downey Jr. was a surprise to me to see in this movie. <laughs> I remember, like, wow, there I remember him differently. I thought he was one of their nerd friends. No, uh, yeah, he was not, a bully, no. but it was interesting. The bullies were not who I thought they would have been in this movie. They were right. Like, you know, they, they were, they were kind of weird looking too, you know, they, yeah, were they, they weren't exactly, they weren't, they weren't your jocks. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't the, the typical bullies. Now there is, I think a callback or shout out to breakfast club in this movie, uh, with, with Gary's character, um, at one point, I almost thought he was the same character from Breakfast Club because they not yeah. only, yeah, they're at Shermer High, the same high school, yeah. the yeah. exact same high school. But he, they mentioned him having a girlfriend in Canada. Now, doesn't he say that See, to John? He, he, he does say that. That's why, for the for a second there, I thought it was the same character too. Now I remember what you're talking yeah, about because like, he's like, no, no, you, you don't know her. You don't know her. Yeah. And it's so, like, oh my god! But his name wasn't Gary, and no, in, it was Brian, was it? <laughs> Yeah, might, yeah, I think it was Brian. Yeah. Oh, it's too bad because that would have been hysterical. He it should have, have just been. left the name the, the same and just made everybody wonder. Yeah. But, it, uh, it was hard. It's Anthony Michael Hall. By the time he's doing this movie, he is so freaking comfortable. I don't know which yeah. order he's done these in, um, but he's he is so smooth in this movie. Um, and he he did a series a while back where uh, I forgot the name of it. Where, where he. he Dead zone where if he touches you, he can feed your mind. Yes. That that was really that was a great it really was. series. He really he blew my mind because I didn't know he was in the movie in the series. He wasn't yeah. in the movie. Gary Coleman. Gary Goldman. Go. No, I thought it was damn, I'm gonna have to look that up. I don't think Gary Oldman's in the Dead Zone movie. I thought it was Walken. I thought it was Christopher Walken. Maybe it was Christopher Walken. Um but uh when he was in the series, he did that really well. Oh I was god, like, yeah. Holy Rip, he did really good job. I was like, this guy's got good for him. He's got some really good acting chops. So he's a good yeah. guy. He's, he's never he's another guy you never hear anything bad about in Hollywood. No. There's very few that are still around. But the Ilian Michael Smith, he's got a lot of stuff here on IMDb. Oh, I just don't know how big his parts are in any of these movies. Yeah, he's, well, he's called, working, so that's good. Yeah, well, he was. I don't know. <laughs> the last thing that I'm seeing was in two. Bad Music, something called Bad Music, something called Daniel in 1983. He did a lot of shit in 83. Like, Oh, well, that's before, that's before yeah. this. Yeah, 83, so, 88, hey. 2020, Bad Music, something. I don't know. I can't make it out. I'm not wearing my... To find oh, great. Well, that's that's awesome. So, so anyway. Bad Music Video Theater. I don't nice. know what that means. I don't know what that is, but evidently he was in it. Nobody knows know what it is. Why. But it's just very odd that he did a lot of a lot of neat stuff. I mean, Bill Paxton, 
I forgot Bill Paxton was in this. Chet, Chet, Chet. I love Bill Paxton. Oh, I am. I am such a bastard. He is, but I. This is just it. We. I go all the way back to Streets of Fire with Bill Paxton. Yeah, uh, yeah. He had such a small role in that, and every time I have seen Bill Paxton, he gives it his all, and yeah. it's he makes those these characters alive and real. Mm-hmm. And Chet, my God. He was so fucking real. I you love Chet. Yeah, Chet right off the bat. Oh, he, my God. <laughs> he makes whoever hired him not sorry for hiring him. Yeah. Because you know you're going to get your money's worth out of this guy. He he was such a yeah. good actor. He, well, gone too soon, man. Yeah, way, way too soon. I know you say that a lot about people, but yeah, gone way too soon. I made, I made notes. On this one, um, I mean Betty White made it ninety nine years, and when she's gone too soon, <laughs> yeah, Maybe we need another stuck for another twenty at least. Yeah, yeah. what the hell? Um, now Keith Richards is going to get the planet. Yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> He's got to have some cockroach blood in him. He's got to. He's got to have some genetic cockroach genetics. Cockroach in him. Blood. He's he snorting. Up. He's snorting cockroaches or something. He's grinding yeah. them up, turning the powder. Uh, I like this, the Twilight Zone sequence on the computer in the very yes. beginning, whenever they're setting up the computer and you see the I and the E, M, e yeah. equals MC squared. And that was yeah. pretty cool. Um, That's one of the things about that computer scene. And um, to our listeners and viewers, if you go back and watch these 80s movies and older movies, computer <laughs> hacking is so fucking ridiculous looking in these. But it yeah. was cool then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Made, made it look like all you had to do is go typey, typey, type, and you're hacked in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Matthew Broderick and War Games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, when uh, Anthony Michael Hall's character was at the bar with all the all the guys at the table. He's getting drunk. Why did he start speaking jive? Because <laughs> he was drunk. Because he was yeah. drunk at that time, and he was hanging out with all the black guys. Uh, yeah, that yeah. So like the, that's, the, that's the what happens guy. to me. I start talking jive when I'm well, drunk. Yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, what the fuck? It was funny. It's a funny scene because they were like, drink. <laughs> yeah, drink. And with, did you notice the one guy that's sitting behind him to his left who hands him the drink and is patting him on the back when he starts to take yeah, the drink? Yeah, and, and grabs he, his. He was, a, um, he was one of. I'm not sure what movie it was in, but we've seen it. He was one of the karate guys in one of the movies that we've seen. And okay. I've seen him in other stuff. He was, a, he was a character actor. I don't know if he's doing anything else right now, but he was a, uh, let me see if I can find him up on oh, the cool. list. Very cool. So that's. But he was, uh, he was funny. He, he was <laughs> yeah. seen him in a lot of stuff back in the day. So in, in this, you know, the, the movie starts off kind of weird, is at least with uh, Wyatt and Gary and their relationship with Lisa, Kelly LeBrock's character. Um, it starts off, at least with me, I was thinking, hey, they're going to, it's almost like they they made it. I forgot about the other two girls. Right. And that she was there just to to let them come into their own, build confidence, yeah. and in, in true John Hughes form, be true to yourself. Be your authentic self. Yep. And it, they, it's very funny because I talked with, as I was watching the movie, I'm talking, I'm like, you know, this whole thing is about being true to yourself and, and yeah. following what you want and without hurting anyone else in the process. Yeah. And the minute I said that, 
Anthony Michael Hall's character is talking to the blonde. He's like, I'm not what you see. I'm not the cool guy. I'm not cool. He goes, that car's not mine. And, you know, these clothes aren't even mine. And the girl's just like, that's okay. I like you for for you. Or she says, why do you, why are you telling me this? He says, because I want you to like me. And she's like, well, I like you for you. And then, you know, then they do the kiss. It was a sweet moment. Yeah, it was a very sweet moment. But that's, you're right. That's exactly what John Hughes does. He writes a movie for or he did he wrote movies to to show you or to show people you don't have to be figure out what's going to make you happy you don't have to be what somebody else thinks you are and uh i know i fell into this for a long time i'm imagining you have i think everybody falls into this for a while where you start thinking that you you're supposed to be something else and then you realize Eventually, you realize you start looking around, going, "I'm not even comfortable doing this. I don't like doing this. I don't like the thing that I am right now. Why? Why am I? You know?" And then you, when you sit back and start thinking about, it, you're like, "Because I thought I was supposed to be. I thought that's what everybody out here was looking at." And now you, you never just look like, inside. Yeah, you never, you never look, look inside. inside. And, yourself, yeah. and yeah, and yeah, I think you have to. I think everybody has to kind of step out, step out of themselves, and look and go, "Okay, that time to rearrange." the shelves now and, and move things around and change my life yeah well, i mean that's, that's exactly it no i mean that that's exactly it and that's what he's done is uh he did that and mm-hmm. here we are you and i in our 50s looking at this and we get that message i see yeah. it yeah i don't think i got that message when i was 15 to just be yourself i you know what i got i got a hot hot ass kelly lebrock on my screen and i'm drooling yeah that's all i remember yeah, and there are boobies in this movie. I'm just saying. I forgot about the boobies until right right before it happened. My <laughs> wife looks like, over oh, no, me, goes, "Gratuitous boob shot," and I was like, "Oh, I got to write that one down." Yep, it's, it's coming. It it's coming. It's eighties because I forgot about it. I literally I because it it's such a stupid thing to have. Like it wasn't necessary. There was <laughs> no so I have no idea why he even had that i mean because he God, wanted like, to well yeah but serious i guess it was the 80s and you know it's pg we got to do this every you know? fucking movie we, we've watched in the 80s it's oh my god did, did pretty and pink have a breast shot no i don't think so no no okay i thought maybe they were in the shower yes isn't it the there's something like look at them they're so perfect or something yeah like that. yeah that's uh, what it yeah so there's even a breast shot in that that is unnecessary so yeah. I, whatever. Which, I we, will, we, will, we will talk about that one next week. <laughs> right. The um, Here's the one thing that I did. I think I discovered. Maybe I, I noticed that the last time I watched it, the movie is mostly about Wyatt. Because yes. Yes. Anthony Michael Hall's character has a, quite a bit more confidence than Wyatt. Yeah. But yeah. he doesn't push himself out there. Like you, you figure that if, let's say Wyatt moved, Anthony Michael Hall would do one of two things, fall apart or step out of his comfort zone naturally. Yeah. That, that's what I figure. I, I think that the magics, the universe came together and dropped the angel, Kelly LeBrock, down for Wyatt. And, and for Gary's character, you know, for, for lack of a better term. But, but mostly I think she was there for Wyatt because she spent actual quality time with Wyatt. Yeah, she did. So then than uh, Gary's character. She would push Gary. She'd push Anthony Michael Hall's character a yeah, little bit. Yeah. But she would literally have conversations with Wyatt. That's true. You know? She was more there for Wyatt, yeah. 
That is, yeah. this is Wyatt's movie. Because well, I mean, you got Wyatt's brother Chet, mm-hmm. Bill yeah. Paxton, extorting the shit out of him. I love what she does to him. Turns him into a grotesque toad. <laughs> I don't even know. What that, I thought he was always a big pile of poop. <laughs> yeah, I did too. I love that. Whatever she took, he was, oh. she, she she took the grandparents and put them in the pantry. Freezes them, puts them in the pantry. <laughs> They're fine. They stick. Good news is they've stopped aging. <laughs> now there's, there's something I'm, I'm, that I've noticed. Uh, we're, next week we're doing Pretty in Pink, and that is one of my all-time favorite movies, and it is definitely my favorite John Hughes. No, no, movie. we already did Pretty in Pink. Sorry, Sixteen Candles. Sixteen Candles. I'm, I'm an idiot. No, uh, <laughs> so anyway, Sixteen Candles, Pink, Molly Ringwald. It all blends together. It all. Bl- uh, I was waiting for Molly Ringwald to show up in this one. I'm like, I know, she, right? She's gotta she's be in this one. School. She was in everything John school. Hughes did. <laughs> But um, I don't even know where I was going with that train of thought. And uh, if I come back to it, no, it's good because I I meant to say 16 candles. Um, Well, we were talking about him being a pile of shit. The grandparents being frozen. Okay, grandparents. That was it. Um, And the way he writes about the grandparents in 16 candles, um, you also see that in Christmas Vacation. And then you see the grandparents again here um and they're they're very similar in style and everything and that's one of the things i love about john hughes is he he writes or wrote real characters people you can relate to or you know these people and it makes it so comical yeah what what is that thing that she says whenever the grandfather's hitting people don't come in here hitting people with your what was it your david niven your your david niven cap And they're just looking at her. <laughs> well, who are you? Well, I'm their friend. Well, we're going to call the cops. Well, you wait right here. I'll go get them. <laughs> Next thing you know, the kitchen's solid blue. All yeah. the plates are blue. Everything is blue. And there's and a the breathing parents, missile running through the house. <laughs> and the grandparents are in a cupboard, frozen. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, what else did I write down? Oh. Then there's always the teachable moment, like after the gratuitous boob shot. She's whenever she has to go tell them you, you got you have people down here that are being terrorized. You have to go get them. You have to yep. go save these people. And it's all everything is about coming out of your shell and doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. And they were ready to just go, oh, you know, whatever, whatever, until those bikers grabbed the girls, the two girls yeah. that they were interested in. Which you That's, know they grabbed them on purpose because Kelly yeah. LeBrock's character is controlling this whole fucking Right, the whole scenario. thing. And the good thing is I don't think either one of those guys, the two boys, were counting on Kelly LeBrock's character, Lisa, to come and save them. I think that was an actual yeah. we got we got to save these guys because nobody else is here to do it thing. I don't think they were even thinking about Lisa coming down. And, I don't think stopping. they were either. It was, it he's was got quite a gun in his hand. I mean, he, yeah. he just, <laughs> he just, that switch flipped and yeah. boom, he was there. And that was good. His life changed after that. Oh, very much so. And that's another so. message. <laughs> yeah, so. another message. You have to stand up to bullies. Yeah. You just have to. Kids stand up to bullies. You don't have to kill them. You don't have to be, you know, draw a gun on them. You don't have to stab them, but you do have to stand up for yourself in your own rights. Message. <laughs> there's no kids listening to this. We uh, there's there's only a few people listening to it, and I'm sure they're all over ten. Uh, That's okay. right. So. Uh, I like that whenever the do- the missile is all up, yeah. and you see the top of the house, the point of the missile, 
and then that dove comes and flies yes. and lands on the top of it. I'm like, message. <laughs> that was that was perfect. I saw this. Like, oh fuck. <laughs> it was brilliant. There was it so was. Damn funny. I There's... want to know how they got that damn dove to land on that missile just like that, though. <laughs> How, did they, no. how many tries? I want to know how a many lot, takes it I'm was sure. that damn bird would land there. <laughs> <sighs> oh, yeah. So, um, you have any other notes on this one? Uh, just that, like, uh, mostly about Lisa. The uh, I wrote down the dove on the missile. The anthropomorphic personification of science, sexuality, intelligence, and a guardian angel. She's all these things mixed together for these two guys. Yes. And let me let me bring something up on that. Um, we I, and I'm not even going to go into and 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 even talk about how this movie looks in 2022. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Um, but what I am going to say is it's it, I found it interesting that when they were finding what they wanted, when they were going to create this A.I., uh-huh. they were feeding in Playboy magazines, you yeah. know, hot chicks, different parts. Mm-hmm. But then they add Albert Einstein. Right. They want well, a they genius. That, they did that to a couple of places. I mean, it wasn't just Einstein. It was that was yeah. the picture of, but but they were adding other stuff. They were they were adding a lot of smart yeah, stuff. Yeah, a lot of and smart and smart things in there. That's why you know this all they, worked. They didn't want a bimbo. No, and that's initially. That, again, he, I thought that was interesting. The, initially, the joke was he's like when they were checking out the the brain capacity. Yeah. Initially, it was like fifth grade. You know airhead or something like that or <laughs> i forgot what it was doesn't can't carry a conversation yes. and they were like ha 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 but then when gary looked around he's like we could do this we we can we can do this when he started getting serious about it the two of them yeah. were that's when they were like no this she's got to be everything that we could possibly want in a human being and an angel and a beauty and that's when they started doing the the brains the, the i think didn't they put in like something karate like she yeah they, there like, was so much stuff. Yeah. Like they were just oh, feeding yeah. everything to make the perfect, you know, perfect woman, person. angel, yeah. whatever you want. Uh, but I thought that was pretty funny. And I, I like how she waits patiently for Chet. She's sitting in the kitchen. She knows just Chet's waiting. there. She's just drinking her tea, waiting for yeah. Chet to show up, waiting for <laughs> Chet to come into the kitchen so she can just, just destroy him. Just turn him um, into a giant poop. <laughs> poop or whatever oh um, my god and he's so funny when he's talking as that that thing <laughs> my my only question is and i'm guessing it did because the missile and everything disappeared and the house got cleaned yeah. up but my only thing is i hope she fixed the dad's memory before gary got home i know right that was awesome <laughs> yeah, who's gary who's gary <laughs> <laughs> that was a funny running gag throughout the yeah. movie was uh Ooh. anthony michael hall's parents <laughs> so. that was good yeah. Listen, I'm I'm fit. I could kick your ass. <laughs> Al or whatever his name is. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's that, really you know, this I don't know what damn, I am like having a day. Oh okay. you're having one of my days. I'm I'm having a CRS day. Uh I can't remember what was just coming out of my mouth. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um I will give my final thoughts on this on this film. Um, I might have said earlier that this is my least favorite John Hughes film, mm-hmm. and that stands. But that doesn't mean I hate this film. Um, right, that, I, that's I, a big. I mean, there's a lot of yeah 
I mean, <laughs> it's, just, yeah. it's just not my, this one doesn't do it for me as much. I love to see the, the John Hughes writing style and the, mm-hmm. the way he writes characters and I can relate eighties, the eighties. I was the age of Wyatt and Gary those that was me that was you know so every time i watch these films it is a transportation right back into my teenage years and um i dig it um but i see the movies as an adult differently because i see the messages right and right and in the 80s i saw boobs yeah you saw (laughs) kelly lebrock in little blue underwears in in a tank top so you know yeah yeah so it's i I do recommend anybody watching film and we talk about John Hughes um, mm-hmm. that, ha- that he should be studied and he is in, in, in classes and stuff. So it's, if, if he's not, a, he should be. Yeah, he is. Um, and there's so. reason yeah. for it. Cause he's, he's, he was a brilliant writer and very prolific and he understood people. And this is a fun one. This is mm-hmm. typical eighties. That's all I got to say. It's, it's, I definitely, it's worth a watch. Will I watch it again? Probably. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me go. I just want to go down and give everybody the credits here real quick. Anthony Michael Hall was Gary Wallace. Uh, Kelly LeBrock was Lisa, the guardian angel. And in this picture, she still looks very, very pretty. She looks very nice. It's good for her. Um, Ian Mitchell Smith was Wyatt Donnelly. Bill Paxton, God bless him, was Chet Donnelly. Susan Snyder was the little blonde Deb, oh. uh, the girl that fell, falls in love with Gary. Uh, Judy Aronson was Hilly, the little dark-haired girl right. that falls in love with Wyatt. Um, Robert Downey Jr. is Ian. <laughs> uh, he played such a stinker in this one. Yeah. And then Robert Rustler was his sidekick. That was uh, Max. And I, yeah, I I've seen him before, guy. before, too. Yeah, I know he played in a lot of stuff. Oh, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, these this is a good movie. I I don't have as big a problem with it, or I I don't. It is probably up there. I'm going to be hated. I'm going to be so hated for this. But my least favorite so far that I can see of uh, of Hughes's films was probably Ferris Bueller. And I like. Oh, I Ferris agree. Bueller. Oh, I, I, like, I like Ferris Bueller, Bueller too. Um, but I, but I, it's not my favorite film. Like there are some people who swear by it. And I'm like, not not my favorite film. I've seen it a lot. Um, and no, mm-hmm. it's not not mine either. I'll just give right. we're not even gonna review it. Right. But I'm gonna say no. I mean, yeah, watch it for the 80s, watch it for John Hughes, same type of thing. Yeah, good. But movie. I, I did not fall in love with it like everybody else did. Right. I I'm right there with you. I good. love the scene with Cameron and the Ferrari in the garage when he finally loses his shit. Here it is, here's John Hughes again yeah. saying, yeah. Fuck it, I'm gonna be who I am. I don't care if my dad likes me or right. you know, hates me. And he loves this car more than me. And he kicks the car off into there. And it's like, mm. it's a beautiful scene. And it's John Hughes having somebody come into their own. I think the yeah. movie's more Cameron than it is. Damn, I'm going to sit here and review fucking Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Anyway. No, you're right. Now, but, you know, real quick, we don't even have to watch Ferris Bueller. But I agree. There you again. go. It, it's, it's more about that character coming into his own. Because yeah. Ferris is already in his. Ferris, there's Ferris. Ferris is the trickster god. Yes. He, he's the guy who's pulling his friends with him. Come yes. on, let's go on an adventure. I don't want to yep. go. Come with me. We're going to have fun. Come with me. Can't you see a yep. world imagination? <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's the, it, well, hello. It's the, it's the same theme, you know, that he yeah. does, which is, yeah. which and is it's great. a good thing. But it, 
the good thing about him, and I'll, we'll wrap this up as soon as I say this really annoying <laughs> thing. Uh, the good thing about him is he does tell the same theme a lot. He uses the same theme, coming of age, coming into your own, the trickster that's there to help him. Uh, you yep. can look at Pretty in Pink and, and say it was Ducky. Ducky, John Bender, yeah. Ferris Bueller, John Bender, Ferris Lisa. Lisa. These are all the tricksters, God. These are all the, the people who come forward and pull you out of yourself. Yep. And they're the friend that you need, not the when one you that them. you wanted. You're not the person you thought you wanted, but it's yep. the person you want and you need by the time the end of the story. Yeah. Like, I That's want you point. now. I want you in my life. I need you in my life. You've pulled me out of hell of my own mind. Yeah, and yeah, Christmas vacation. It's, Christmas vacation. It's cousin Eddie. Yes, <laughs> yes, perfect. Yes, cousin Eddie is the trickster. Yes, he is. You're absolutely yep. right. He is the one who says, "I can fix this. I, yep. I know how to fix my 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 favorite cousin's problem," <laughs> and he goes and fixes it. So, so, so John, yeah. so what we're saying is, John Hughes appears to have written the same story multiple times in different ways, and it's beautiful. In the same theme, and it's never boring. You exactly. you can find things that are similar, but they're not the same story. There's too many writers out there that go, "Oh, I can write this story," but oh, now I'm just going to change the names. You know, yeah. And Pretty in Pink, fifteen movies later, people realize this is the same freaking movie. This guy did it. God only knows how many movies, and he always had the same type of theme, but it's and never the same different. movie. It's nope. yeah, yeah, it's never. This was a science fiction movie. Yeah. You know, I mean, and God bless this guy, man. He was a damn good writer. I don't know anything about him personally, and I I do not look him up because I don't want to hate him. <laughs> so, yeah. I, so, I don't yeah. think I don't think you will. Um, yeah, I've never so. heard anything bad about him. No. You know, so yeah, definitely recommend it. I recommend as as far as I know any John Hughes film that I've ever seen. I would recommend. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely watch them. They're good stories. Good storytelling. And if you're a writer or you just like good stories, I would recommend John Hughes films. Definitely. And another nice 80s soundtrack with a lot of the same bands. But yeah. Uh, yeah. we have Oingo Boingo's Weird Science, which is very recognizable. Do, 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 do. <laughs> so with yeah. that being said, uh, next week is 16 Candles. Not pretty. Pink. We've already done it. 16 I, I get. I get my Molly Ringwalds confused and yeah. my, my Claire's and my uh, Sam's, I, I <laughs> you know. Hey, okay, okay, real quick. Speaking of 16 Candles, have you ever seen Betsy's Wedding? No. We're going to have to review Betsy's Wedding because to me, to me, that's the sequel to 16 Candles. Really? It's not, it's not a sequel at all. It's not the same parents, not the same family, but it's, Heard uh, uh, Molly Ringwald getting married. Oh, so it's a Molly Ringwald movie. Yeah, it's a Molly Ringwald movie. It's absolutely brilliant. And it's got Alan Alda in it as her dad. Oh, awesome. I think it's Molly Ringwald getting married in this one. I want to say it's her getting married. This sounds familiar now that you said Alan Alda. It's such a good movie. And (laughs) we'll have to review that in the future, maybe 2022 sometime. It's a a fun movie. Uh, But after we do uh, 16 Candles, Scott and I were talking. We're gonna do. We're gonna go find some bad movies because yes, we can it's only back take to the so many. Of how many months? Of, yeah, how many months of good movies have we done? Like two or three, right? I mean, yeah, two or three. And honestly, I'm sick of watching good movies. 
we got to find some bad ones. Because I love, originally we started doing this just for fun, just do yeah. bad movies. We we're going to find yeah. the worst of the worst. And then we did so many bad movies. We were like, oh my God, we got to find some good movies. <laughs> my palate has been cleansed. It's back yes. to the, the, the our, our never ending quest. We will not end this podcast until we find something to dethrone the Star Wars holiday special. We have to do two of them. We have to find one to take Star Wars Holiday Special yes. and Night of a Thousand Cats. Well, those are the two positions right yeah, now. Those, those so. are, I mean, they're so close together. <laughs> yeah, so yeah absolutely. We got to get two really bad movies to dethrone both of them, and I don't think we will. <laughs> I don't. I don't either. Um, so, listeners, watchers out there, please drop us a line with your uh, something so horrible that uh, we will consider it. Worse than Star Wars Holiday Special and Night of a Thousand Cats. Um, well, so. Please make it fun and not porn. <laughs> Damn. Yes. You have to be specific, Scott. You have to I, be know, specific. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, give a shout out to the new uh, subscribers we've received on YouTube. And Thank you. are listening to us. Thank you very much. And we will see you next week with Molly Ringwald and another John Hughes film. And don't Kings. forget. Hit the like button, hit the share button, uh, make a comment. And if you, like Scott said, think of a good, bad movie or a bad, good movie. Or a good movie. <laughs> or, or a good, good movie. We're, you know, we're not picky. You've seen some of the crap we watch. We're not that picky. <laughs> so you folks have a good day. Have a good night. Have a good week. And God bless. Peace out. Cheers. Cheers.